to a haunted mansion. I am your co-host, your go-host co-host. There's no turning back for Jack now, as he makes a dismaying observation. This house has no windows and no doors. Well, not anymore, anyway. Can Jack find a way out? Of course, there's always my way. Defeating a big, scary demon dragon. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 35 Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Uh, I don't know. It's late. We're both feeling a little tired. Yeah, it's a bit of a sleepy day. I don't know. Just one of those days. We're recording this just a little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this on MLK Day. So I think we both had the day off from work. And then you just kind of sit around all day and you get tired not Work it. You get you get more tired not doing anything. I probably should have done something with my day. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't do a thing. I slept. I, I slept the whole do thing. Anything. And now I could. I feel like I could just go right back to sleep. Soon enough, we gotta we gotta bang this bad boy out, and then <laughs> it's some, off to slumberland. Got some editing to do. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe play a bit more Minecraft later. Ooh, you know. Did you fight any? Creepers? Is that a thing? Yeah, creepers are a thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I generally try to avoid them because I'm usually hanging around in my build and I don't want them blowing it up. Is that the green one that kind of looks yeah. like a dong? Yep, that's the one. Okay. Man. Uh, yeah, I got I got, uh, I got every color of sheep possible. That was my last little uh, thing I was trying to do. I died. That's nothing. Eight, eight different or 16 different colored sheep, I think. Just for that's fun. Absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> Sounds like a, a banjo kazooie level quest that you got to do. Collect yeah. all the different colored sheep. Yeah, essentially. Except uh, there's literally no reward in this. And in banjo, I probably would have got like a jiggy. And then banjo would do a little dance, and yeah, he'll go. Gahoop. In this one, I just show all my friends, and they act mildly impressed. They say, "Brendan, we did that years ago. Do you know how long we've been playing this game?" Brendan, you can just dye the wool. You don't have to dye the sheep. <laughs> Maybe someday, maybe someday I'll get into uh, Minecraft. I mean, at this point, it's now 2022. So, like, if it was going to happen, it probably would have by now. Uh, yeah, the game's what, 12 years old now? Maybe 13? More, yeah, maybe even more than that. Yeah, uh, it's still great, though. I still have a good time. It's one of the, it's the kind of game that I can go into and play, like, really hard for, like, two weeks and then yeah. just completely stop for, like, a year. Uh, but it's good. It's a good time. It's always new stuff good. every time you log in. Have you ever gotten really invested in a MMORPG? Uh, Guild Wars 2 I got really big into. Okay. But that's yeah. the only one. I never dabbled with that. I actually, you might be the only person I've ever personally known who said that they played Guild Wars 2. Really? I think a lot of people yeah. play it. It's uh, pretty big. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that it's a thing. It's just in my personal circle of acquaintances, it's just not ever been a thing. The big one Not for one me that was people talk about. Yeah, the, the big one for me and my friend group was, of course, RuneScape. 
Ah, see, I thought you were going to say wow. Um, no, 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 no. I no. never liked RuneScape. All my friends were big into it in like middle school, I think was around the time, like or or late elementary school even. It's always too too much. <laughs> just click on the tree and let your guy go for five hours. <laughs> I think just part of it was like the amount of flash games that I was playing at that time anyway, like mm-hmm. addictinggames.com being one of my most trafficked bookmarks on my PC at the time. Um, just, yeah, being able to have like a flash game like that where the, the pro- progression carried through every single second yeah. of every day that I played was, I think, a big thing for me. But then I played it so much. I was even playing it like I went on vacation to my grandparents' house in Florida and like was playing RuneScape in their condo instead of like enjoying being in Florida and on vacation. Mm-hmm. So like that's sad. And then I would close my eyes at night and like see RuneScape. Like, like you know how when you play Guitar Hero and then you look at a wall and the wall is moving? Oh, yeah. Yep. I was having that with like RuneScape. So yeah. I felt unhealthy. That can be stressful. That'll happen to me sometimes still. <laughs> you go to sleep and your dream is just like trying to beat the game so you don't get any rest at all. I used to have, there was a stretch of like 10 days where I had, I think, four different World War II themed dreams because I was playing Call of Duty 2 Big Red 1 on mm-hmm. my Nintendo GameCube. <laughs> and then I was having dreams that I was in World War II, a war that I... Did not fully understand at whatever age I was having those dreams at. So it was very much a cartoony version of the actual atrocities of war. (laughs) I don't know. You're a kid. You get this vivid imagination. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every kid dreams of being in a terrible, terrible war. At least it wasn't World War One. That would have been even sadder. Thank you to all of our veterans who fought in World War One or World War Two uh, that are listening to this podcast right now. Um, if that is an actual thing that was a true statement that I just said, that would be incredible. And also, you're old. You should be doing something better with your time than listening to us talk. <laughs> Please. You've only got so much time left. Get out of here. I Jesus mean, it's not that you're Christ. not welcome, but like, I just want you to enjoy yourself. Maybe they know. are. Uh, maybe they are. I enjoyed myself watching this episode this week, and I, I have a feeling we might enjoy recapping it. Yeah, I think we might. Only one way to find out. Let's give it a shot. Watch it. Episode 35 of Samurai Jack, titled Jack and the Haunted House. Ooh, spoilers. Brendan, I, I was kind of thinking about how to approach this recap, and I thought that I might actually invite a guest recapper uh on the episode so i'm just gonna step aside for a minute and let uh my my guest here talk to you and probably maybe for the rest of the episode i think i'm gonna sit this one out okay is this the same guy from last week <laughs> no that guy that guy's <laughs> gone <laughs> all, right, all right hold on i'll be right back okay brendan oh shit it's this guy again don't you remember me i do Say my name, motherfucker. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's, of course, the bonus episode Spectre. <laughs> I know this is a little outside of my purview, but things get a little spooky this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not a bonus episode, so, like, I don't know if you could really hang around, but... Are you trying to banish me back to the nether realm? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not in so many words. All right, well, here I go. <laughs> Fucking thank God. Shit, I really thought I was going to have a week off from recapping. <laughs> thought that was going to work out. But you know what? I shouldn't have invited him because he is the bonus episode Spectre. So, like, it's not really appropriate. It kind of breaks, like, the uh, demonic contract that he has um, with our podcast where he's allowed to appear on bonus episodes. I don't know. That's, you know what? Okay, you that be one's on me. You got to be careful messing with that kind of thing. He's going to start getting more comfortable coming around all the time. And we just don't have the uh, capital to withstand another <laughs> lawsuit. You know, at this point, we've been through so many. I just can't do it again. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> just you and me, Brendan. No episode bonus episode does feel a little different from usual. It certainly does. Not a bonus episode, mm. but uh, it goes places. All right. Like a creepy pasta. This. <laughs> I believe uh, the demon that's inhabiting the haunted house is actually Salad Fingers. Well, yeah, I thought it was uh, Sonic.exe. <laughs> maybe they're in cahoots, finally, <laughs> after all these years. You know, they should have teamed up long ago. They're trying to find their buddy, Dead Bart. <laughs> all right, I think maybe maybe you know a little <laughs> bit more about the creepypasta <laughs> than I do, so I'm going to stop right now. Dead Bart and Ben drowned. <laughs> okay. Jack in the Haunted House is what they... <laughs> They call this one, and uh, May 17th, 2003. It's a little bit of a letdown because the Jack and the Zombies episode, I believe, was a Halloween release, which is a nice fitting Mm. time for that. And this one's in May, the second, you know what, the second scariest month. (laughs) Yeah. Undeniably. Okay. Uh, We're looking at the full moon high in the nighttime sky. And uh, there's a long winding road sort of uh, through the middle of a dark forest. And we can hear the sound of footsteps approaching in the distance. And we see Jack is walking alone down this path in the middle of this this dark, spooky forest. Um, Jack looks like very cold and tired. There's like a light breeze that's blowing and he's kind of like shivering and and trying to stay warm. His, he's got like lines on his face too that make it look like he's like been traveling for days. He looks not comfortable. Yeah, pretty pretty rough uh, at present. Yeah. So probably pretty nice if we can find like a nice warm home to spend some time at. Chill place to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, luckily, that's where he's headed. <laughs> He keeps on walking and uh, we can hear the sound of like birds chirping in the forest and like owls hooting. Jack looks very concerned about the sounds of birds for some reason when like he's heard much worse noises in the past. And like, I don't know, maybe he's getting a little paranoid. Especially ones coming from birds, too. I'm pretty sure he's heard bird. Yeah. Bird. noises. There have been some scary birds in this show. These are just. Yeah. Your standard nature documentary sounding bird noises. Maybe that's the problem, actually. (laughs) That's true. Too normal. Yeah. I'm used to things being flipped. I'm used to things being a little kooky around here. (laughs) Jack scans the tree line and uh, he sees deep in the forest, there's there's a small person that's obscured in a cloak. And he approaches and can hear the sound of a little girl crying um and we get a better look at this this little girl she's huddled up behind a tree and she's very tightly hugging a stuffed animal which we'll talk about in a moment um 
But uh, Jack says to the little girl, uh, excuse me. And she snaps her head around and like immediately starts running away into the forest and she drops this stuffed animal. Jack walks over and picks it up and it makes a good solid, solid uh, squeaky noise like Mm -hmm. a like a good dog toy would do. Yep. Right. And of course, this is not just any stuffed animal. It is not. No, it's a very familiar design. One of the better Easter eggs I think we've had on this show to mm. this point, the stuffed animal is the annoying creature from Jack and the Annoying Creature, which was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, which seems weird to do a callback to that. Like uh, just something so recent. Something that would just happen. Yeah, it could have been a woolly. It could have been there's like an, any number of like big creatures you could have made this stuffed animal. But they went with the one from two episodes ago. I think you need at least a season's worth of separation from the episode for it to really be a nice payoff because like yeah. yeah we we just talked about this guy like a couple of weeks ago and you're like oh there he is but again, yeah. small i don't know it was still a again it's one of those things just feels like one of the artists like pet projects like <laughs> the person they just got to do these guy. two episodes yeah. was just like love it gotta have this guy as much as possible this is the brand samurai <laughs> jack and the creature the creature think of what jar jar did for star wars that's what this creature is going to do for our show <laughs> to compare the annoying creature to Jar Jar is maybe unfair. Which one's more annoying? Mm. I'm going to have to go with Jar Jar. I would consider the uh, annoying creature to be more of a boss nass. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. He makes fun noises and shakes his head around. <laughs> Did it shake its head around? I don't think so. But it could have. <laughs> you could picture it doing it. But for the analogy, we're going to say it did. I couldn't picture the creature sticking his head in some like electric thing. Uh, no, it just bit a magical diamond and then its head exploded in a million different directions and it barfed up a, a rainbow. That was a good episode. It was fun. Anyway, uh, Jack's holding this stuffed animal as the girl runs into the forest and he calls out to her, but she keeps on running and uh, he runs after her through the trees and reaches the edge of the forest and is overlooking this very large Japanese style mansion that's sitting at the top of a hill. Um, And there's a good spooky shot of the dark spooky mansion on the top of the hill with the huge full moon in the sky behind it. It's like some good old Luigi's Mansion title screen stuff going on here. Yeah, it's a pretty good establishing shot of this place that we find ourselves in. You know, it's going to be scary. Ooh, if the title hadn't already given it away. Well, you know, we don't see that. I mean, you don't especially see that. That's true. So, (laughs) I mean, it might have already given away the fact that you already watched the episode before I just told you that there's a scary shot of of a haunted house, so... I don't know. You <laughs> might have been ahead true. of the game. That's also true. I had a feeling, though, when I saw it initially. Things are going to get scary. <laughs> Jack is determined to return this stuffed animal to the little girl, and he starts approaching the house, and uh, he gets to these old wooden rickety stairs and uh, looks up at the front door of the house, which is cracked open slightly, and we can see the shape of that little girl like hiding behind the door, which then s- slowly creaks closed behind her. Um, which does raise some questions that like, I don't know, we've, we've got a ways to go in this episode, but like, can she just walk in and out of the house at will? Um, uh, it seems like it. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that's kind of like her role in the whole thing. Okay. Without getting too deep into what's happening here. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she hides behind that door and the door closes and Jack starts walking up that creaky staircase and uh, one of the handrails collapses and he stumbles walking up the stairs. Um, but he makes it all the way up to the front door and before he tries opening the door, he sees a moth that's fluttering across the way from him on like the side of the house. Would you call that the the porch? Like I think so. Walkway around the horse or horse, I just said. Around he walks horse. around a horse. <laughs> and the horse is never mentioned. There is a horse in this episode. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would call that like a porch. Um, a, ver- a veranda? I don't know what a veranda is. I don't know is. what a veranda is. No, I'm not not rich enough to, to know what a veranda is. Brendan, you don't want to talk on the veranda? On the veranda. <laughs> it's not a, it's, you know what, it's, it's not, it's not a patio. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Uh, it, it it would qualify as a veranda. Hell yeah. A veranda is basically just a porch. It is a covered area with no screens or windows. I think that describes this this little outcrop along the yep. side of the house perfectly. I guess what you call it just depends on your social class. I would call it a porch. This is the new uh, ghee versus robe. <laughs> conversation that I think is going to come up now every single week until until Jack definitive, <laughs> definitively <laughs> says in one of these episodes, oh, I have to walk across this veranda. This is like when I ran into the moths on that veranda. On that porch. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Jack will help us out one of these weeks. He always does. <laughs> anyway, that moth is fluttering around the side of the house and Jack follows it. And uh, there's good creaky floorboard action and lots of spider webs everywhere. You know, they're setting the scene. Mm-hmm. That moth keeps flying towards a sliding door on the side of the house. And, and Jack walks past the door, but he sees a light from behind the door and the shadow of a woman is kneeling over a glowing pot in this room. Um, And it sounds like there's some like traditional Japanese music playing over like a record player or something coming out of this Mm -hmm. room. Uh, Jack puts his hand on the door to open it. And then a gigantic explosion of moths just pours out of the small crack between the two doors, just completely flooding the night sky. Oh yeah. Just thousands of moths all of a sudden. Brendan, I, uh, of course I looked this up. Would you care to guess what a grouping of, of moths is called? A group of moths, uh, what, it's not, I'm going to guess it's not a swarm, otherwise you wouldn't be asking. Uh, nope. It's a, a menagerie. Uh, that would be a fun word, but uh, good news, it's even more fun, is, is the, the title that we've given a group of moths. It's called an eclipse. Oh, I kind of like that, actually. That's pretty I like intense. I like that more than like a murder of crows. An eclipse of moths sounds like. Murder of crows was my previous number mm-hmm. one grouping, although I've been on the safari ride uh, at Animal Kingdom enough that I'm pretty sure that the name of a group of flamingos is a flamboyance. <laughs> I don't know. I think the eclipse is the most metal. Eclipse is badass. Yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> a flamboyance of flamingos isn't bad, though. No, I mean, it's fitting. It's really good. Um, but no, this eclipse of moths soars out from the door and it gets lost against the full moon in the sky. And Jack is starting to look a little creeped out here. He's got a couple 
beads of sweat rolling down his mm-hmm. head. Which I, it just seems weird. A little, a little like off for me. Like is that the moths are what get like puts him the most on edge rather than like you fucking Brendan. If you put your hand on a door stuff. and a thousand moths poured out of it, you would be shitting your pants. It's just moths. I'm not afraid of moths. A thousand moths? If a thousand moths came out and suddenly my shirt was gone, I'd be a little worried about it. But if they just flew <laughs> Those away. bastards took my wallet. Yeah, like they ate all my clothes off my body. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be a little nervous. But if they just flew past, you'd be like, that's a lot of moths in there. What's going on? <laughs> I, totally, I totally don't believe you. <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll do our own like All right, gang, we've, we've filled this rented house with Five billion moths. We're going to have Brendan up in the door. <laughs> I'm going to film it and punk you. <laughs> me, and, me and Ashton. Yeah, well, Nick told me to meet him here in this house. That uh, Looking in the windows, it looks like there might be a lot of moths in there. What Brendan doesn't know is this house is actually full of moths. Hey, guys, I got your pizza. <laughs> Don't know why you couldn't have had them deliver it. <laughs> I came over to play Smash Bros. Oh, moths. <laughs> it's my Brendan impression. That's <laughs> pretty good. Thank you. Uh, Jack tentatively goes to open the door again. I thought it would be really funny if another huge burst of moths shot out the door at him when he or did. Or they that. all fly back in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just plays the same shot in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, either one of those would have been really funny. They do have one single moth that lazily flies out of the door, which is still good. Mm-hmm. Still the right move to make. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he throws open that door and there's no woman or light or sound or anything in this room. It's completely empty. Um, This empty, dark, dusty room that's got like a large wooden shrine against like the back wall of the room. That's pretty much the only thing in here. Yeah. Mm hmm. Some uh, some shelving that's got some jars and stuff, but nothing really right worth mentioning. No. Yeah, the scene that he saw in the shadows is certainly not here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he walks inside and he accidentally kicks the small metal pot, which rolls across the floor and settles down in front of the shrine. And as soon as it does this, there's a dramatic flash of light And we're seeing that same pot sitting in the same exact spot in the room, but the animation style has completely changed. Mm -hmm. and Everything has gone completely black and white and is very crudely drawn, like in ink blots on a white page. It's like brushed ink uh, illustrations. Um, Yeah. But every frame is kind of jittery where it looks like each frame was done separately. Yeah, it's kind of it's very neat, actually. (laughs) I like it a lot. It's very neat. And obviously, we'll talk about that a lot more. But it's just like uh, it's like so striking for this to happen, because this is like also one of the only times on this show that like the animation style even changes. And not just the animation style, either. The whole sound gets like this crushed audio quality to it. It's this weird, like muted wind in the background, like Sauron's eye in the Lord. And if anybody speaks or screams, it sounds like it's peaking and like the the speakers are breaking. Uh, It's very interesting with the way they did this. It feels almost like, (laughs) like I said, like a creepypasta, like something somebody online would have done to try to scare people, but that wouldn't have actually been in the children's show. This is a show for kids, after all. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is. It is spooky. They did. They did a good job. Brendan, I'll just to take a little bit of the spooky edge off. Uh, we can also say that uh, 
it's kind of like the uh, music video for Aha's Take on Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Though that one's decidedly less spooky. <laughs> Except that woman gets stolen by a drawing in a grocery store. Yeah. That, that kind of happens in this episode. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this brief flash of this black and white animation of when that pot lands and we see a woman's hand reaching into that pot with chopsticks is pretty much all we get. And it only lasts literally one second Mm -hmm. and then everything returns to normal. And Jack is like in a daze. He like shakes his head like he's snapping out of some kind of weird dream that he just had. Yeah, I think, though, that pot is an incense burning pot and she was placing incense sticks into it and not reaching in with chopsticks. I think that's much more likely, but I don't know these things. I'm not a cultured man. I'm fairly certain that she was praying to the shrine. It's not drawn well enough. You know, I can't tell. They purposely, it's, you know, I think they leave it a little that's vague they, so they that you and me can have these discussions about, you know, what it really was. Like in Pokemon when they have donuts. Mm-hmm. The jelly filled are my favorite. <laughs> Uh, I wear shorts because they're comfortable or whatever the kid says. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Jack's snapping out of it. And he says out loud, he goes, what? And uh, he walks up to inspect that pot sitting on the ground and he reaches his hand out and uh, he hears a creaking from the other side of the room. And he looks over at this old dead plant that's been knocked off of a table. And as soon as he does this, there's another quick flash and that same animation style Uh, And it's a vision of a row of all these plants and they're being blown away by some sort of gigantic wave of energy. Mm -hmm. And that also only lasts just a second. And then it's right back to normal. Jack looks up at that shrine that he's in front of. It's a statue of a person holding a bowl. I'm sure there is a very specific thing that this is that I don't know what it is. So I'm just not going to hazard a guess like I got the chopsticks thing wrong. (laughs) I'm just going to. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, uh, to ruin your whole vibe that for that the one, whole. <laughs> that one I needed. I will forever have the uh, the Naginata over the, the spear argument that you and me had <laughs> yeah, you will. many moons ago. I don't even remember what episode that was, but uh, I still Was it the Mongo? I feel like it might have been. Mm-hmm. Oh, or Jack in the Smack Bag. It might I was going to say either one of those two. I'm not sure which. Mm. And I also might have been wrong about what that weapon was, but I'm still going to put that feather in my cap. Ah, uh, yeah, you do. You do that. That's fine. I need wins where I can get them. Um, Yeah, he looks up at the statue and he peers around behind it. There's nothing there except for a spider web. Very spooky. Yep. Can't, can't get spookier than spider web. Except I'm maybe scared. two spider webs. I almost had to turn the episode off because there was a spider web. <laughs> Spiders aren't real. So it was very scary. That's true. Yep. Uh, and there's also a broken candlestick and he looks at that candlestick and then there's another vision. This one's a little longer and the camera is zooming in on this white space that all these visions take place in um, as a woman is kneeling in front of what looks like a different shrine than the one we were just looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, the camera zooms in on it and zooms directly in right on her face. The, the, television screen is completely full of this this crudely drawn face of this woman who is letting out a muted blood curdling scream mm-hmm. uh it's super spooky very spooky something that we don't get on this show a lot i mm-hmm. mean i don't know we'll talk about it 
Uh, and yeah, that woman, she screams and she drops the candlestick, which breaks. And then it's back to Jack in this dark room. And uh, he's now like getting a little frustrated. He's like gritting his teeth and shaking his head again, like grabbing his head and scratching it, like not sure exactly what's going on. Is the implication that he's actually seeing these visions or are these like is the implication that this is like his imagination filling in what might have happened here? I think he's got to be actually seeing these visions because mm-hmm. later on he has like a dream where he's seeing them too. Right, right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, these are actually filling Jack's mind right. from this moment just as they're filling our eyes. Yeah. Yeah, he picks up that candle and lights it with a match, which I'm not sure where he got the match from. I guess it doesn't matter. I was wondering about that as well. (laughs) He kind of tosses it into this dry old house. He's got him, you know, adventurer supplies. He's going to have matches. It's fine. (laughs) He's got a rope, you know, whatever. Um, He starts inspecting this house. Uh, It's very dark, very dirty, very quiet. Lots of spooky spider webs. Um. And yeah, there's there's shelves with like broken knickknacks all over them. It looks like this house has been like abandoned or something for a long time. For some time, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a gust of wind that blows out his candle and actually carries the smoke through a door at the other end of this hallway. Um, and Jack opens that door to a room with a staircase leading up to the next floor and also a trap door on the floor. Um, he surveys the room again and, uh, he's relit his candle and he's looking at these rows of small toy wooden ships and like jars of paint and paintbrushes sitting on a table. Mm-hmm. Some kind of craft bench where someone's painting their mini figs. Someone's making models. Yeah. Someone's really into Warhammer. <laughs> Just hasn't been the same since 3d printing became widely available. <laughs> I'm more of a uh, Warhammer 40K guy myself. I don't know what that means. I, I thought it was all Warhammer 40K. Vermintide. That's a thing. Yeah, that's certainly a thing. Well, they did a cool thing. Uh, the Warhammer company, whoever that might be. Is that a Wizards thing? I'm not even sure. Uh, but whoever it is. It's not. Opened anyway. the Warhammer license for anybody who would like to make a Warhammer like themed video game. Oh, that's cool. You can just do that. You You have the rights to do that. And I think that's really neat. I feel like that is something that also Wizards of the Coast should do if they haven't already. Yeah, they probably should. I don't think they will, though, because they've got a lot more going for them. I think Warhammer, the people who like it spend a lot of money on it. But I don't know that a lot of people like get into it after the fact, whereas mm. Magic's a bit easier to kind of dip your toes into. Brendan, uh, Winnie the Pooh is now in the public domain. Do you want to do that. something with that? Kind of. Yeah. Can we do, can we do a Winnie the Pooh Warhammer based video game? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, bother. I killed him. <laughs> every every main character gets a Vermintide class. And all the, instead of like rat zombies, it's like heffalumps and woozles. <laughs> I think there's some discussion over which version of Winnie the Pooh is in the public domain. <laughs> it's and probably which is not, not the Disney one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like the classic, like actual teddy bear version mm-hmm. is public domain. I think the distinguishing factor is, is he wearing the red shirt or not? Because if he's wearing the red shirt, that that bad boy, no touchy. That's Disney spit shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that Disney would have let it go to the public domain. I would have thought. 
Oh, they there fight. Was, They're the leaders of that charge to make sure that nothing that they own yeah, will enter the public domain. I'm shocked that that happened, considering how much of a Disney character Pooh is now. Right. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people didn't know it existed before Disney. Yeah, I think that's entirely likely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll figure out a Winnie the Pooh podcast <laughs> project to make and then we'll release it as a bonus episode i guess we could just read the original winnie the pooh we can do that is that entertaining is <laughs> this conversation entertaining i don't know about anything any of this. we do entertaining is anyone listening hello am i alive anyway jack is uh yeah he sees all these toy boats sitting on this this table and uh he picks up a boat off of the floor as soon as he does this another vision starts and we can see a boy painting the boat who hears a very loud rumbling, which seems to be coming up from the trap door in the other room. Mm -hmm. Um, And it swings open and the camera zooms up from the trap door into the boy's horrified face. And he drops that boat. And then Jack in present day also drops the boat and he grunts in frustration. He's had enough of this bullshit. Mm -hmm. He looks over at that trap door and like sidesteps his way towards the door he came in through and then just bolts out of the room. He doesn't want to mess with whatever's under that trap door. Or, or go upstairs. He's like, you know what? Forget this. <laughs> I, I'm thinking coming in here was probably a mistake. The moths <laughs> should have been a good warning sign for him. <laughs> he should have just left the stuffed animal at the door. Should have. Yeah, I don't know. Too late now. Um, He enters another room with a staircase and he looks up the stairs and sees that little girl who runs away from him again, and uh, he runs up the stairs into a large living room, which is probably the best, like the most well-kept room in the house. It's still not great. I mean, it's it's very dark and dingy and spiderwebby, mm-hmm. um, but there's like a couch, there's some chairs, there's like a fireplace. If only they had put that plastic stuff all over all the furniture. Uh, all Yeah, all the couches have like that flower uh covering that like is like a smoking jacket for couches that your grandma used to have in 1996. So the couch wouldn't Uh, get ruined mm -hmm. at the cost Um, of it ever being comfortable. (laughs) The cost of you enjoying uh, being (laughs) babysat by grandma. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He's in this, this room uh, and there's nobody else in here. Uh, It's, pretty well lit by these large windows that are on the far wall of the room. He cautiously walks in and uh, there's a spider that's hanging from a spider web and retracts when it enters Jack's candlelight. So I just, you know, they want to remind you it's spooky. There's spiders in here. Yeah. Jack better look out. These spiders are going to be his downfall. You would think that every spider web in this place would be full of moths. (laughs) It's like <laughs> <laughs> just so many dead moths and the spiders are like outrageously fat. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> you let the moths out. <laughs> Alternate villain for this episode. Giant spiders. Angry giant, with him. Giant fat spiders <laughs> that have forgotten how to hunt because their food just constantly <laughs> flies to them. Yeah. Jack, he calls out to the girl and she does not respond to him and he goes, all right. And, uh, he goes to put that stuffed animal on the mantle above the fireplace in the room. And he says, uh, Oh, well, I'm just going to leave it right here on the, uh, on the, the, and he can't like finish that line. Cause he's looking up at this painting that's above the mantle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a painting of a man on horseback who's shooting a bow and arrow at a 
group of very scary looking wild pigs. Yeah, the the whole the whole painting is is pretty creepy. Like even if this wasn't a haunted house, why would you have that? I would probably have the same reaction as Jack without all of the other <laughs> stuff that's already happened yeah. to him at this point. It's wild. I don't know. Who puts that in their home? What kind of freak? Sickos. This is why you got haunted. You were you were really asking for they it with that painting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they unearth something that they shouldn't have. <laughs> um, he's looking at that that painting, and is and again a vision flashes, and uh, it's a scene of the man riding the horse, uh, which whinnies as uh, the camera zooms in on the man. And there's actually now the sound of some kind of like roaring creature, you know, just like every other sound that we've had in this, this white black and white space. It's like a little muted, a little distorted, like something's not quite right about it. But now we're finally seeing like some kind of menace in these, these flashback scenes, if Mm -hmm. you want to call them that. But uh, Jack having had this new vision, he's had enough. And he says out loud to no one. he just says, goodbye, whoever you are. Um, and starts to walk out of the room, but then he hears a noise, and he turns back to that fireplace, and the stuffed animal is gone from the mantle, and he sees a shadow hide behind a chair on the other side of the room. Um, So he very quickly runs over to it and reaches his hand down behind the chair and pulls up the little girl who looks very much at home in early 2000s Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. She got the purple pigtails, giant eyes. She looks very much like a, a Powerpuff Girl. I was going to say she could have been the fourth Powerpuff Girl. <laughs> yeah, which that's, uh, that's another Gennady mm-hmm. joint, right? Yeah, I think he... Every every Cartoon Network show is, basically was. To this point, yeah, these early <laughs> days, they're all... He's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's got like these big eyes and she's looking up at Jack and she goes, uh, ah, and Jack goes, ah, right back at her. Just fine. <laughs> It's a good bit. Did I scare you? Um, no. It's just that this place... What are you doing here? Is this your home? Uh, what is wrong, little girl? Nothing. She does not want to talk about whatever's going on in this house. Jack suggests that they leave and he looks around the room and the camera zooms in again on the face of one of those wild pigs in the painting. Just, you know, make you feel a little more uncomfortable as if as as if you weren't already uncomfortable enough with that painting. It gives you one last sting and then yeah. it's gone. <laughs> one more reminder. Um, he leads that little girl through the house back to the room that he entered in and he's relieved to finally be leaving the spooky house. And he walks up to the other end of the room where the door was. And the the wall that was there has now been replaced by just a solid brick wall. Uh, and the door is completely gone. And Jack's jaw drops. And he starts to panic. And he runs back and forth inspecting the wall. And he yells at that little girl, there was a door here. Yeah, and windows here. And windows here. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does do that. She just sits down and frowns, like knowing what's going on. And just like you said, yeah, he runs back to the other room where those giant windows are, and he's like having like a total meltdown. That was a window. That was a window. <laughs> yeah, he just goes into full like narration mode. <laughs> he's totally yeah in denial of that situation. There should be windows here. 
The girl is like sobbing. She's like, she knows kind of what Jack has gotten himself into here. Oh, yeah. He collects himself, but he can't understand what's going on. He's just like burying his face in his hands. He's like, he just is completely confounded. Um, she tells Jack that she's cold and tired. And Jack says that he too is uh, uncommonly weary, he puts it. Um, and the two of them should rest before they find a way out of this strange place, he says. And then there's a dramatic shot again of the house with the full moon behind it on the top of the hill as it fades to commercial. Womp, womp, womp. Spooky. Super spooky. Where did the door go? But who was phone? But who was phone? Uh, man door, hand hook, car door. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> or however the, whatever the sequence of words is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it cuts back to commercial, Jack is asleep and he's having more like very quick visions that flash before him. Some of those scenes that we've already gotten earlier on in the episode, but now there's a couple quick glances of some kind of like shadowy demon, some kind of shadowy figure in mm-hmm. these visions that we don't really get a good look at yet, but it startles Jack and he wakes himself up out of his, his, dead sleep and uh, he looks around the room for that little girl but she is gone um like the blanket she had is just sitting in the chair but she is no longer in the chair herself Mm. and jack gets up and starts to walk around but he hears music coming from the other room and he looks over to the doorway and there's a light that's shining through the door um he slowly enters the room which is this brightly lit completely intact dining room with a table in the middle of the room and seated around this table on the floor are the little girl and the three people that we've seen in these visions. And a distinct lack of spider webs in this room. Very clean. Not a spider web to be found. Nope. Uh, everyone knows that spiders don't like clean houses. Have you ever seen one in a clean house? Uh, <laughs> I can't say that I have. Exactly. There's a spider there. It's not clean, even if you thought it was previously. <laughs> as soon as that spider shows up. You've got to burn the house down. <laughs> yeah, it's the same three people that we've seen, but now they're like fully in color. Um, there's a a mother who's got like the same. She's got purple hair, just like the little girl did. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the dad sitting at the head of the table. And then there's the uh, her brother, who's slightly older, like teenage-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, And the little girl is sitting at the table and she actually smiles up at Jack as he enters the room, but he's like visibly uncomfortable with whatever the fuck is going on in this room. Yeah, she seems okay with it. He does not trust it for a second. No. Yeah. Um, It's going to take a lot of convincing for him. Uh, And the father is sipping some tea and like sees Jack walk in and he invites Jack to join them at the table. But Jack uh, is not trusting this and he puts his hand on his sword and refuses to sit down. Uh, the, The little girl looks nervously over towards the dad who again invites Jack to sit down. But Jack draws his sword and he says, no. Everything that's going on in this house is an illusion. And he even asked the little girl if she is an illusion. He like gets right in her face. He's like, are you an illusion too? Yeah. Tell me you're real. <laughs> if you're a cop, you have to tell me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the father, he assures Jack that they are all real. And he introduces the family to Jack. And uh, the mother pours Jack some tea. Um, 
To which the father says, drink the tea if you don't believe we're real, which I'm not really sure what that proves either way. Yeah, I thought that was a weird thing, too. Like, uh, it felt a bit like Matrixy. <laughs> like, yeah, drink the tea to return to your life of normalcy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really kind of know what he was getting. I wasn't sure if like. The tea, if he was trying to say, oh, well, if we weren't real, the tea couldn't possibly be real. But the way he worded it was, was just not <laughs> yeah. good. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? <laughs> uh, Jack does sip the tea, which I think is a stupid fucking mistake. <laughs> yeah. um, he sips the tea as the father watches him very intently. And uh, the tea is actually very surprisingly good. Jack is like surprised that it didn't kill him instantly. Mm. Idiot. Um. The father says to Jack that it uh, the tea comes from the southern part of Edo, which Jack latches onto immediately. He's like, oh, I've been there. Me and my family used to spend our summers in Edo. I think it's interesting. I think like what's going on here is like the haunted house or like the demon that's inhabiting this house is like reading Jack's mind or mm -hmm. something. That's, uh, that's what I think is happening as well. Yeah. Uh, so back to your question earlier about the girl, which, what was the question again? Wasn't it like, does she know what's going on or is she part of it? Well, so like she could walk in and out of the That's front it, door yeah. at will, but also like everything that goes on here, like it implies that the little girl is not like infected, like the rest right. of her family is, which we'll talk about. Like, I think well, I'm not exactly sure what makes her immune. I think the idea is that the demon that's controlling the house and her family is allowing her in and out as like bait to bring people in. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it even gives her this room where her family's normal and like they're able to have conversations and hang out together so that she feels comfortable here. She feels like this is her place still, but she's able to go out to bring people to the house. I think that makes the most sense. It's just a little weird. Some of the way she reacts to like mm -hmm. feel like very apologetic or like scared in situations where things are going on. Like, I don't know. It. I think what you're saying makes the most sense for like the questions that I have, but then it just like does raise some other questions. Other questions. Yeah. But if we also look at it, like it's doing what you're saying, where it's taking the memories from his house or his, not his house, his, his mind. Right. Um, she could be very confused about what's going on because now she's a Japanese girl <laughs> and she didn't right. used to be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Brendan, there's some kooky stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, there's some wacky stuff. Haunted Although house. I do think that this is a Japanese demon and he is in Japan for this episode. I think you're right. Um, so I don't think that's necessarily what's going on, but I do think it could be taking like the Ito thing from his mind. I think you're right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, he's happy to like feel a little bit of comfort now, mm. finally in this, this situation he's found himself in. What has happened to your home? And why is this room so impeccable? Uh, uh, there was a storm, a terrible storm. Huh? why yes, that's right. And we have tried to make the best of it. Isn't that right, Toby? Like, I don't know, it seems like they've presumably had so long to think of an excuse of, like, when someone asks what happened oh, shit. here. Nobody's like, ever asked us that scramble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd think, you'd think they would have come up with a better backstory. <laughs> Most of the time, like, people don't drink the tea. We don't know. Haven't really planned further than here. <laughs> oh, that guy really went all in. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> 
Yeah, they scramble to come up with this backstory, but I guess they didn't practice it enough because the father says, uh, he says to the older brother, he goes, uh, yeah, isn't that right? And uh, the older brother doesn't speak. And in fact, his eyes start to roll into the back of his head. Uh, the father starts to sweat, but like laughs it off and uh, again, tries to get the older brother to speak. But then his eyes like completely roll into the back of his head. And he's got like these big blank white eyes and he starts to tremble. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get fucked up here in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really goes places now. And this is enough to, like, completely get rid of any, like, goodwill that they made with Jack. His comfort is gone, and he looks around the room, and, like, literally the entire room is starting to shudder, like, in and out, like, the reality is breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, And the brother <laughs> leans his head backwards and starts foaming at the mouth. And the camera cuts over to the mother, who is starting to do the same exact thing. Um, and her face is like very gaunt and like zombie-ish almost. Mm-hmm. Um, the father again tries to laugh this off. He's like, oh, they must just not be feeling well. Um, and Jack looks down at that little girl. And just like I said, she very sheepishly says to him, uh, I'm sorry, like, which I think is a weird reaction. But I don't know. These, I think it's just one question we're not going to have answered. Just yeah, it's just an indication that she girl. knew what would happen. Not yeah, necessarily yeah. that she wanted it to. Right. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Um, the Japanese music that's playing in this room starts to like skip like a broken record and then like winds down like somebody turned it off. Um, and the father are also now starts to lose his cool. And now all three of them are just sitting there foaming at the mouth with like these very strained faces and uh, the impeccable dining room has now faded back into the dusty haunted house motif. And the family is all still sitting in the room around the table. But that little girl like gets up and runs away and hides behind something. Um, and all three of them, they snap their heads back dramatically and shoot gigantic pillars of black and white light into the sky. Mm-hmm. And their bodies fade away as an inky black cloud starts to spiral in the air above them out of like this <laughs> this beam that's blasting out of their gurgling mouths. This is some of like the most straight up like fucked up horror imagery that we've had on this. this oh, TV yeah, show. it's it's very intense. It feels very out of place for the show, actually. Um, but at the same time, not not too out of place. I don't know. <laughs> I think the artistic uh, decision to make it like the Japanese ink painting kind of thing really right. works for the show. But yeah. I think like the jarring, the, like the, the way the imagery kind of like snaps into frame sometimes and to the way that they handle the audio design when it's happening is just like next level intense for uh, a show that to this point has been mostly like goofs and gags. Right. And even the other episode that we had that was horror themed, uh, Jack and the Zombies, like there was some like crazy stuff that happened with Aku with like his body when he was like seeping Mm. through the graveyard like that. But like and then obviously like when he was going to stab Jack and had like a very crazed look in his eyes. But like most of that episode was either like fighting or like kind of like goofy zombies like running and attacking Jack. But yeah, this is very much like straight up like horror movie stuff that like is definitely not like safe for children. There were probably children that watched this episode and then could not go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was intense. It's intense. 
I'm, I really like it though. Yeah. It felt, yeah, just like you said, like out of place, but also not out of place at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was interesting and really good. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're, they've, uh, like all faded away as this black cloud is now spiraling in the air above Jack. And in that cloud, this pair of white glowing eyes forms and uh, Jack looks up in horror at like this wispy demonic black dragon demon that's flying in the sky above him. And Jack stares deeply into the demon's eyes and now relives like the extended cuts of all of those flashbacks that he had <laughs> yeah. earlier. Yeah, they had Zack like Snyder the, come in and <laughs> yeah, he's doing, yeah, the uh, Lord of the Rings, the four and a half hour versions of the <laughs> movies. Yeah, we see again the father riding that horse and the black cloud appears above him in the sky and that demon dragon descends down and attacks him. Uh, But the horse escapes, so the horse is fine. Which is good, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, The the mother shrieks as she's kneeling in front of that shrine and the demon dragon enters the room and like completely wipes her out as well as like all the plants in the room that we saw wiped out in a a brief flash earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the demon dragon bursts out from the trap door in the floor as the sun looks down into that trap door and it like flies up and, and gets him. Mm-hmm. And it cuts back to that dining room and uh, Jack is standing in that room and like making his way towards the edge of the room. And these these wavy black tendrils start to spread out around the room and like completely surround him. Um, and yeah, it is really cool. This was like one of the cooler moments to have like those clashing art styles of like the traditional Samurai Jack art style. And yeah, like the the ink blot like vines like creeping across the room. Yeah, the way they like frame every edge of the room. Yeah, it was a cool contrast. Mm. Um, But Jack is slowly trying to escape the room, but the, the demon's eyes narrow and it starts sending like vases and chandeliers flying at him. And there's like some weapons hanging on the wall that rattle and like fly at him. This was maybe a little too on the haunted house nose. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I could have done without the, the furniture is alive. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with that. That hasn't happened up. Like if that had happened a few times, like things fell over or whatever, maybe, but it was fine. They only did it once and it only lasted a second. Mm. So no big deal. I think just letting the cool demon ghost be a cool demon ghost would have been fine, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is just one of the powers that he has. Just maybe not my favorite power. Um, Jack jumps up out of the way and grabs onto a support beam on the ceiling, but it crumbles and falls down on him and like kind of pins him to the ground. And uh, those black tendrils pick up the dining table in the room and hurl it towards Jack, send him crashing through the wall into the next room over And before he can get up off the floor, these black thorny vines sprout out from the ground and like hold him down in place. The demon floats above him and Jack tries to break free, but he can't. And then that that demon lets out this big distorted roar that is drowning out Jack's own screams as we can now see that the demon's big wide open mouth is sucking in like this giant beam of white light that's pouring out of Jack's restrained body. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and this like black fog is pouring out of Jack's mouth as he's like losing consciousness. Um, that little girl is watching on in horror as Jack is getting sucked off by this, this demon. 
I had to. He did that intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. I had it written down in my notes too. I had to. There was no other way. You, could, you couldn't just leave the heavy moment alone. There was no other way. It was really a really heavy moment. She had to watch Jack get sucked <laughs> off. In my dreams, it's maybe not such a heavy moment, but what I've been waiting for. Anyway, uh, there's a crackle of electricity and then everything goes white. And uh, again, the sound is all muted and distorted and, and Jack's body materializes from like these inky black dots in the white space, like mm -hmm. this endless white void. It's actually really cool because like he kind of like slowly pops into the scene in like almost like a concept art, like character sketch kind of shape. Yeah. Um, and then gets like a little more defined. But like, I just think it's fun to see like like low res Jack for a moment in this, this white void. Yeah. This whole sequence is, uh, it's very well done. I love the art style here and like the varying line weight, which you never get in American cartoons. You always get like a very solid outline on everything, but here when it like zooms in in his face, like his ear will have like a thicker line and yeah, uh, some of it's a bit hard to read and all of it is very much like the place, uh, when he goes into Demongo's stupid fucking vest. <laughs> when he gets, yeah, captured in Demongo's vest and all the warriors are trapped there. This is maybe <laughs> a little a little cooler than that was. <laughs> yeah, but only because of the art design. Otherwise, it's exactly the same. That's true. It's basically the exact same idea, which at the time I think was, I said was the exact same idea of Goku purposely getting himself sucked into uh, Boo's mm -hmm. body. Yep. So, you know, we've all got... We've all got an idea. We got a theme. <laughs> yeah. Jack, he appears in this space and this black energy surrounds him like these black swirling lines surround him and imprison him. Um, and Jack, he's floating around and now looks around in this white space and he sees dozens of other trapped people also floating around in this white space, including like the family members that we just saw. Um, and they're all floating around the room in like these never ending T poses that they're all stuck in. Mm -hmm. um, and Jack tries to break free, but he can't he can't bust through uh, these these bonds and uh, he hangs his head in defeat. And then there's a distorted roar and a black humanoid figure starts to materialize before him in the space. And it's that that demon again. And it's got the body of a man, um, but it's head at first. I, th I mean, originally it looks like a demon dragon. And now when it's in this white space, it almost looks like a demon horse. Yeah. I'm that's what I was going to say actually is I'm not sure what it's supposed to be, but it definitely looks like a horse to me. Yeah. At first it was dragony and now it's very horsey. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Just, it goes with the flow, whatever animal it needs to be. That's what it's going to be. What it's going to do. Yeah. Um, but it floats up to Jack and like eyes him down. Jack doesn't look up at it. He's still hanging his head and uh, satisfied that demon turns around and starts floating away. And uh, Jack lifts up his head and, and furrows his brow and he looks down at his sword and focuses on it with all of his might. Um, and just like Luke Skywalker in the Wampa's cave, he, uh, through sheer willpower, is able to summon his sword out of his sheath yeah. using his mind. Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he does do that. How do you feel about it? I don't think I. I don't think I like that. You don't. 
Brendan, you don't want this magical sword to be magical. I don't want it to be magical. No. <laughs> you just want it to be a sword, but it's I want it to be that it's got so many more magic, rules. But I don't want it to be able to fly around on its own. <laughs> but you're okay if uh, Japanese ancestors blast it with a gigantic beam of light that's enough to cut through the most powerful substance known to man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. As long as it can't fly around on its own. I'm totally fine with that. It didn't do it on its own. Jack used the force. <laughs> well, then it's not even a magic sword. It's magic Jack now, which I think is even worse. The sword is imbued with midichlorians. I believe. <laughs> is that better? Last time I flubbed the midichlorians. Is that any better? I guess so. Midichlorians are stupid. <laughs> yeah, they are. We shouldn't talk about them, although we have also talked about Jar Jar and Boss Nass earlier <laughs> in this episode. So. Pod racing next week. Oh, man. I wish. Pod racing, actually pretty good. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the sword floats in front of Jack, which I knew when I was watching it that you would hate. And sure <laughs> enough, you did. Um, it floats in front of him and cuts through that black energy field and frees him from his bonds. Uh, and he smiles and he grabs that sword and he swipes it through that black energy and the demon turns around as he hears like the distorted metal clang of Jack's sword. And now Jack is free. Um, he stands ready to fight stands is a weird word to say. Cause like, he's kind of just like in, in, nothing. in a void. He's, in a, he's yeah. in a void. Yeah. But he's standing there ready to fight. And the demon, uh, raises its hand. And this is one of my favorite like shots of the episode is like the close up on the demon, like holding out its hand to form yeah. a weapon. Like, I just think like the art style of the demon in like this, this white and black form. It's like a really cool thing. We, like it's very defined in this shot when it's close in on his face. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. But yeah, it's holding out its hand and forms some kind of like inscrutable weapon that I couldn't tell you what kind of weapon. It I is. think it's a, a hammer of some sort. It's hard to, tell um th- this first one i'm pretty sure is some kind of hammer but i'll buy that yeah <laughs> it's better than anything i've got because i've literally got nothing to tell you <laughs> um it, it forms this weapon and they leap at each other and the sound of their weapons clashing against each other is the only noise in this in the space aside from like that constant distorted wind sound in the mm-hmm. background the white noise yeah um They take turns swiping at each other, and uh, the demon is, like, more than twice Jack's size. Like, it's very big. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they they fight a little bit, and then the demon, like, spirals away, and then puffs out, like, its big, burly man chest. Mm -hmm. And a flame starts to grow in its palm, and then this gigantic, badass, flaming blade instantly appears in its hand. It's cool, because, like, it's all, like, ink paintings but like you could tell it's like this big ass flaming sword yeah and the first few shots with it it goes off the screen so i was kind of hoping they would stick with that like doug dimidome like every time the sword (laughs) was on the screen it just went off the screen no matter how far back possibly (laughs) yeah they only had four by three back then you know they couldn't fit the entire sword on the thing (laughs) but they did it for like two or three shots and then he swipes it at jack and you could see the the end of it i was like ah that's kind of a bummer He's got this big, badass, fiery buster sword that he's now (laughs) fighting Jack with. It's very cool. Um, He swings at Jack, but he misses, and Jack leaps up in the air and plunges his sword backwards into the demon's big, burly man chest that it was just puffing out a second ago. 
Shouldn't have been showing it off. It's yeah. a weak point. He was like, hey, don't don't stab me here. <laughs> just, I think Jack asked uh, Navi for some tips <laughs> on how to fight the demon. Um, but yeah, he plunges its sword straight into its chest and then explodes and vanishes for a minute. And Jack is kind of standing there. But then the demon reappears before him now bigger than ever. It's like fucking huge and like towering over him. It's like the size of a skyscraper. Um. And it lifts its hands above its head and starts to form like a fucking spirit bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> I know. No more weapons. Now just, yeah, spirit bombs. Now it's going to have decided focus its key. It's, he needs all of the people of the world to pray for him so he can be able to defeat Jack. Save us, Mr. Satan. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, he hurls it towards Jack, but of course Jack dodges it, but the demon like kind of twists his hand or hands around and the spirit bomb like boomerangs back around and is now chasing Jack like all around this, this empty void. Mm -hmm. It's like a fun back and forth of like Jack zipping across the screen and the, the bomb like flying around the other side. <laughs> the Benny Hill theme comes on. Yeah. They have a fun Looney Tunes moment <laughs> together, Jack and the spirit bomb. Um, but he, uh, he dodges it and then he just stands there and raises his sword and he closes his eyes and he scrunches up real tight. And then there's this small burst of energy and he's got like this crackling black energy surging through him, like around his body and his gi is flapping around him in the wind. Um, to make another Dragon Ball Z reference, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's gone Super Saiyan. Right. Uh, or what's, what's the thing right before Super Saiyan? Kaioken? Kaioken? <sighs> Kaioken. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's that. It's like he's powered up, but not quite. So he's got like a little aura. Full around, spiky you know? hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he's not yet reached. You know, we haven't watched Krillin get exploded yet. So that's as soon <laughs> as that happens. Sometime within the next 15 episodes, I guarantee it's going to happen. Um, we'll do a quick Google search for Jack Super Saiyan uh, to inspire this week's podcast art. That will return results. I'm sure of it. I'm, I've never been more sure of anything in my life, uh, for better or worse. My God. Um, any, you can put pretty much any animated character and then the word super Saiyan and, and someone's someone. done it. Yeah. It's just like when you put your name and then the hedgehog in Google image searches and seeing what kind of Sonic OC somebody has created for you under your name. Yeah. I've seen it. I can't remember what mine is. I think it's like a black hedgehog. I don't know. I'll have to take it. There's probably a billion Nick the Hedgehogs. Oh, yeah, there is. But there is. If you search your name, there is one that like the community is kind of latched onto as like the official X. The this hedgehog. is the Nick the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, official, not official, but there is one that, yeah, people, mm -hmm. you know, definitive. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, Jack, the camera pulls out. And now we can see that like this, whatever just happened to Jack has like charged him up where he's now the same size as the demon, which again is presumably like fucking gigantic. Yeah. It's so either tell, he though. grew or the demon shrunk. Mm. I don't know. Either way. Either way. The outcome's the same. <laughs> either way. They're now on a level playing field and uh, the demon throws some more spirit bombs at Jack, which he slices away with his sword. And then in slow motion, he grabs the last one and he spins around and hurls it back towards the demon. Mm -hmm. in a cool, badass slow motion move. Yep. It was pretty cool and badass. It was cool and badass. And I liked it. And Jack's a good guy. Mm -hmm. um, 
hurls it right back at that demon and then it connects with him right in the chest and then the demon explodes. And that's the end of the demon. But it's not the end of the episode, almost. Uh, it immediately cuts back to the house and uh, those giant windows have reappeared in the living room, but they all like instantly explode. Like they shatter glass everywhere. Like at the same time that the demon mm-hmm. exploded um, and the house itself is trembling and the little girl watches as the vines that were holding Jack down, like break away and fall away into the floor. And uh, the trembling stops and Jack is just laying in the middle of the room with the twinkling light pouring in from those broken windows and uh, the soothing music starts to play, which I'm pretty sure is a score that we've heard a couple other times in the past on this, this show. Possibly. I didn't recognize it, but I'll have to go and check it out. At first I thought it might've been the same music that plays uh, when Jack is getting the flashbacks of his home in mm-hmm. Jack remembers the past. That's what I, what uh, I immediately thought of when you brought it up just now. But then I also thought it was the same music that might have played in uh, Jack versus Mad Jack when he has like the vision of the waterfall. These might all be the same song. Yeah, it could be the same for both of those even. I don't know. Somebody out there, let us know. It's the Jack calming theme. (laughs) Yeah, he's uh, lying in the floor and uh, this beam of light blasts into his body now. Instead of getting sucked off, he's getting blown on. Mm-hmm. Which is not a thing that you say nope. about. You're, you're, just, you're trying too hard. It's, it's embarrassing, honestly, at this point. If I had just said blown, <laughs> but even then, it wouldn't really have been accurate to what was going on here. <laughs> it's okay. I try to write these jokes for you every week, Brendan. I know they're not all. They don't all hit. Um. Yeah he uh, he slowly starts to get up. As the little girl runs over and, and hugs him, she's just thankful that Jack is okay. And uh, Jack collects himself and he says, yep, I beat that demon. The demon is gone and your house is no longer haunted, but I'm so sorry. He says that uh, I saw your family in there, but I was not able to save them. And just as soon as he says this, uh, the sound of this little girl's father, his voice says her name. And uh, they look over and see that the girl's family is also now like getting up off the floor on the other side of the room. Like they've been released from this Mm-hmm. Pri- void prison. But weren't um, there like a lot of people in there? Wasn't it? Not there were just the many, many people floating around in this, this space that we'd never got to look at their faces. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like, maybe it's like wherever you were when the demon got you, you like get that's where back. you'll reappear. Yeah. I don't know. Which is also, he never, he never even tried to save them. <laughs> All it took for him to free himself was the sword. Uh, and he never once like flew up to one of them and was like, I will save you. <laughs> that wasn't a, f- a focus for him. Like it was when he got sucked into Demongo's dumb vest. Uh, <laughs> he specifically did that to free all the warriors. But this time, yeah, he was just yeah, looking out for. He didn't even try. He was looking out for number one. And then he has the audacity to say to this little girl, I'm sorry, I could not save. <laughs> you gave it no effort, man. <laughs> you didn't even try. Some hero you are, Samurai Jack. Um, yeah, they, they've all now reappeared in the room and the little girl runs over to them and they share a big family hug and they're all smiling and everyone's happy and Jack is watching them and smiling and, uh, the camera pulls out from the scene and pulls 
all the way outside of the house. And it's cool because now we have like the same exact shot of the house sitting on the top of the hill. But now instead of like the full moon, it's like the rising sun behind it. And they've they've survived the night. The house is saved. The family is saved. Jack lives on to fight another day. And that is how the episode ends. Hell yeah. So thinking back, like even before we started doing this podcast, um, I think, like I said last week, like I, I had no recollection of Jack and the Swamp Wizard. Um, there have been other episodes this season that like I just completely forgot about or like didn't remember any details of mm-hmm. um, before we even started this podcast. Like one episode that in my memory was like one of my favorite episodes of Samurai Jack was Jack and the Haunted House. Um, so going into this episode, like I was a little afraid that it was not going to live up to those expectations. Uh Brendan, I feel like it I feel like it totally did. Like I feel like this was a really great episode of this show and like very very spooky, very different. Like I loved it. Nice. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Um I had no memory of it going into it, but uh I was pleasantly surprised with this one, I would say. I just remember it like like being stunned by like how different it was, which like we even just talked a little bit during the episode, like mm-hmm. how unique it is from the rest of the episodes where like it takes big swings with like being legitimately spooky at points, but also like having like the different art styles. Like, yeah, I don't know, just like a really unique episode of this show that like is trying to do a thing like it's trying to be the spooky, like scary dread filled episode and like it, it it's trying to hit that note and like i feel like it very consistently does and never feels like i ne- i feel like it's like this the spooky haunted nature of this like never feels unearned like they set it up well and then like execute it very well yeah yeah um this i think definitely did a better job being a spooky episode than uh the the graveyard one a thousand percent um and it should have been the halloween episode <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. But I mean, not that not that themed episodes really matter when you're watching them the way we right. are. Um, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was it was very cool. I like this episode a lot. I was shocked when it first did like the cutaway thing. I was like, this legitimately feels like something fake that somebody would have put on YouTube being like, remember this episode of Samurai Jack when, <laughs> when the audio got all crushed and Jack's eyes started to bleed. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I know. It like feels so crazy for that to happen on this show, which we can say as many times as we want that like it is a kid's show, but like we know that it's so much more than just like a kid's show, mm. even though it had appeared on a kid's network. I don't know. That's yeah, though the term kid's show, the way we use it might be a little dismissive uh, or what's what's the word I'm looking for? Reductive. And it's not to say that kids shows, you know, can't be good but yeah there is a negative connotation to that that like i don't know this this show extends far beyond like any of those negative connotations and like for it to take big swings and like be willing to have like spooky thrilling unsettling stuff Mm -hmm. and like not be afraid of like Cartoon Network pulling the plug on something like that, being like, no, this is too spooky. You can't show this to kids. You know, I mean, maybe maybe on Adult Swim, but certainly not <laughs> certainly not Cartoon Network. Yeah, maybe it's not fair for us to, to use that term the way we do. 
perhaps not. You know, perhaps we should retire it. Will we retire it? Probably Almost not. certainly Unlikely. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust We've come us this do. far. We're more than halfway I through. <laughs> I don't trust us to do the right thing in this situation. But now we've acknowledged it. So when you hear it, you know that we at least are aware. <laughs> we've thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to not like not do it, but... We're allowed to say these things because we've had this moment of like self-recognition that <laughs> we're bad people, so we'll continue to say bad things. It's just that's our character. That's, yeah. That's who we are. Yeah, that's the characters that we play on this podcast. In and, real and life, in no we're way great guys. Reflect who we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Brendan, that was Jack and the Haunted House, a highlight for me in season three. Mm-hmm. Uh no emails this week. Uh, if anyone God damn did, you. <laughs> sorry, Brendan. <laughs> I'm really You're listening. I really look forward to doing these emails, coming up with new songs for you. Do you want me to email you? No, it's all right. We'll oh, wouldn't same. that be a sad state of affairs if we are emailing our own show? <laughs> this email's from Nick. <laughs> it's a pee pee poo poo. Pee pee poo poo. Your podcast sucks. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm on this podcast. Oh shit. <laughs> gotta recap at gmail.com is the email address uh reach out to us if you have any questions about the show or the world of samurai jack or cartoon network in general mm-hmm. uh, we would love to hear from you uh head to at gotta recap on social media uh and follow us there and also head to apple podcasts or Spotify and drop us a five-star review. Uh, We would be very thankful for everyone who would do that. So thank you in advance. Yeah, thank you. If you got any cool Minecraft servers that you're playing on, you can hit me up. I'll come uh, come play with you. Hit Brendan up with your Minecraft friend codes. I don't know. That's not how that works. There is no Minecraft friend code. (laughs) Uh, Send Brendan your Steve nfts oh yeah board board steve board steve nfts give them to me um i don't know what any of that means so i shouldn't speak on it uh but i'm happy that you're having a good time uh brendan nick uh how am i gonna sign off uh uh boo Ah! you scared i was yeah good uh we'll see if we're scared again next week that's a terrible transition uh (laughs) Unlikely. Anyway, we'll <laughs> highly see if we unlikely. Get scared next week. Probably not possible with what happened this week, but uh, only time will tell. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>